So if AI can get in and figure this stuff out and then begin to write spam emails, it's going it's going to it's going to absolutely wreck a lot of people. And it's I'm especially worried for, you know, usually it's the elderly people who get caught up in this stuff. I know uh, my my granddad, my grandfather one time, he was a World War II vet. He got a call one time and they said, Grandpa? And he said, Rob? And they said, yeah, 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 this is Rob. Hey, don't tell mom, but I'm in jail. I need you to come bail me out. But whatever you do, don't tell mom. I just need you to send $3,000 or whatever to this Western Union. And he went down and did it. And then like months and months later, he was like, Rob, how, like I never heard from you again. Like what, what happened? He's like, what are you talking about? Well, I sent you that money. What happened? He's like, I was grandpa. I was never in jail. Oh, there's tons of articles on like AI girlfriends and AI like boyfriends and AI friends and that you can talk to and build relationships with and they'll make images of themselves. And yeah, we, we even talked about, uh, um, remember we, we were going to talk about this on the last episode and we didn't is about, um, AI influencers. We're at these crossroads. We talked about the superconducting and we're talking about AI and all this stuff and none of it's really like clapped yet and just like been massive. But I feel like we're on the cusp of it all hitting and just like radically changing things for people. And we're like right there, ready, like right ready on the player end. one, man. Welcome to another episode of Dental Rift. I'm your co-host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. My name is Tanner Applegate. I am the CEO and founder of Unified Dental. We are a, a software product that helps you give insights into what's going on within your practice. All right, Tanner, we got a great, great show today. Number one, GP salaries for 2022, they're down. And so we're going to talk about that and why they're down and how that impacts the dental industry. Number two, uh, we're going to talk about the future of dental marketing. I have some thoughts around this. I want to kind of bounce it off of you more than anything. I'm kind of betting on my what I think is going to happen. So I'd love your thoughts on that. And then lastly, AI spam. So let's start with that one. AI spam, Tanner. What are uh what what you you had a spam incident recently? What what happened there? So so I've got a business partner that I was we had a meeting and all of a sudden like he calls in, which is kind of abnormal for him usually he's on video right he's actually in the meeting so afterwards i called him just to discuss kind of what was going on he's like hey i'm here at target is this what you were looking for and i said what are you talking about you're here at target like what do you mean and he's like oh this is like this is what you asked me to get you right and i was like what do you mean like i didn't ask you to go to target and so he sends me this text message group where it's like hey i'm in i've got this meeting coming up but i really need these things real fast will you go and just grab there, something locally cards. and send it to me and it it sounded like my writing, it came like it was legit, but they knew that we worked together too, right? It was my name asking him, knowing that we worked together, presenting this business um, this business situation where it was totally legit. Like I gave, him, I gave him a little bit of a hard time for kind of falling for it. But the reality is, is like it was really well done based off of other ones that I've seen. And so with that experience alone, like I was just like, this is insane that this Somebody has been able to tap into my life to know that these, that we're connected in this type of relationship, not just that we're connected, right? How many times have we gotten a text that just says like, Hey, is this John? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, this isn't John. And if I'm going to respond, it's totally spam. Right? Like those are easy to see through, but this one was like the new details of our relationship in order to capitalize on it to spam. Hey, I got a secret for you. 
dental marketing agencies are dead. You got that right. Dental marketing agencies aren't performing the way that they used to because there's so much more complications to growing a dental office than just getting a marketing company. At SMC, we are passionate about being a growth partner and helping your practices grow the way that you want. And we have a free newsletter that goes out every single month at dentalmarketingdigest.com. If you sign up, it's free. And there's over a thousand practices that are already getting these free tips. You don't want to miss out. Sign up now. Links below. Yeah. So I actually have had a lot of those happen with our team members. And it's usually done through text. So it's all usually through an Android uh-huh. phone, a non-iPhone, and it's done by text. So we just, I don't text our team members. Um, we use Slack. But after that, I told the team, like, you will never get a text from me. Texts start coming from me. It's always going to be in Slack. And it was just for that reason. And it's always gift cards they want. They're always like, hey, I'm about to meet with a big client and I need a, a bunch of gift cards for them. Can you go and get three or four gift cards? And, and you know, and then they want the, they take a picture of them, send them to me. And then they just scrape off the gift card. So I, I know people have fallen for that before. And, and it's scary. But what I think is even more scary, Tanner, is these are humans behind this doing this. And we have not experienced yet AI spam. And it's coming. And what AI spam is, is it, it, you had a human that basically figured out your website, figured out your team, figured out their phone numbers. And then texted them and said, okay, we're going to, I'm going to have Tanner text this person because Tanner texting them asking for gift cards might work. But imagine now if we could have multiple more layers of information about like what car insurance people have or where they go to school or where they like to eat or where they live. And AI is going to be able to figure a lot of that stuff out because it's, it's out on the internet, a lot of it. And so if AI can get in and figure this stuff out and then begin to write spam emails, it's going, it's going to, it's going to absolutely wreck a lot of people. And it's, I'm especially worried for, you know, usually it's the elderly people who get caught up in this stuff. I know, uh, my, my granddad, my grandfather, one time he was a world war two vet. He got a call one time and they said, grandpa. And he said, Rob. And they said, yeah, 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 this is Rob. Hey, don't tell mom, but I'm in jail. I need you to come bail me out. But whatever you do, don't tell mom. I just need you to send $3,000 or whatever to this Western Union. And he went down and did it. And then like months and months later, he was like, Rob, how, like I never heard from you again. Like what, what happened? He's like, what are you talking about? Well, I sent you that money. What happened? He's like, that, I wasn't grandpa. I was never in jail. So it's like th- this AI, my dad, he's, he's in his seventies. He gets spam. And sometimes he's like, is this real? Are these things real? And I could see people falling for this kind of stuff. So AI spam is a scary thing to think about. Well, AI spam is one, but I I watched this catfishing video too about Um, how people are starting to make these like emotional relationships on like Facebook. And what was the scariest about these documentaries to me was that they would literally, even though they knew it was a spam, it was a scam account. Like it was some random Joe Schmo out in the middle of Nicaragua. They were still emotionally connected to this relationship that they continued to be involved in this relationship, right? Take that to another level with AI where you're just sitting there able to play on the heartstrings of this person in an emotional way. Forget it. There's no hope. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Uh, crazy times that we live in for sure. All right. Let's talk about um, the future what? of debt. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess on the flip side of that though, if you were to take that emotional connection and make it a healthy one, 
where they're not asking for tens of thousands of dollars, then maybe you could actually circumvent a lot of those issues too. Oh, there's tons of articles on like AI girlfriends and AI like boyfriends and AI friends and that you can talk to and build relationships with and they'll make images of themselves. And yeah, we, we even talked about, uh, um, remember we, we were going to talk about this on the last episode and we didn't is about, um, AI influencers, which is the same thing. It's just at scale. You're making a fake person that, that can figure out how to interact and give people what they want and make images of themselves and people interact with them. There's a lot of them. Oh yeah. And they're making bank. Yeah. Right. Like that's what's so crazy is like you could be some hideously ugly guy that sits on the sofa couch that all of a sudden goes and makes Cheeto, his personality. Cheeto AI personality. On, yeah. Cheeto dude. And all of a sudden you're making bank based off of just the fact that like, you know what people want in people, even though that's not you. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We, we live it. This is like, we're at these crossroads. We talked about the superconducting and we're talking about AI and all this stuff. And none of it's really like clapped yet. And just like, been massive but i feel like we're on the cusp of it all hitting and just like radically changing things for people and we're like right there ready, like right ready on the player end. one man <laughs> yeah fun time. apple's gonna induce ready player one world oh man all right let's talk about the future of dental marketing so i want to i want to get your pick your brain on this so dental marketing 10 years ago it was basically like hey i'm in dental and i need more new patients so it was like, okay, well, let's set up some ads and we'll, we'll kind of figure this out for you. And people that the marketing world was largely learning how to even provide results because dental is unique, just like other, other things. And marketing's relatively new to, to the dental world. But what I'm seeing now is I'm starting to see a move because it, how complex marketing's getting and then how complex the dental offices are and how complex the patient needs are now. And the patients are starting to understand the different kinds of treatments and options that they have. Um, so what I'm seeing now, and I would love your feedback on this, is that marketing in the future will be segmented based on the patient type that you want. Meaning you want, you're going to either want more clear aligners, and that's going to be a specific kind of marketing, which is different from pediatric patient marketing, which is different from full arch marketing, which is different from GP and then under GP, you have hygiene and emergency. And those are all different. Uh, and I have full arch and implants. Those are all different from each other. And the, the methods and the techniques that you use to attract those kinds of patients are wildly different. And, and, and not even just easier or harder, but it's just different. The, the funnels that you have to build, the marketing they have to build. And you're starting to see like marketing companies that only do one of these, right? So it's like, there's people who only do full arch, there's people who do clear liners, people who do GP, pediatric, et cetera. Um, and, and I'm looking at it more like a product that people are going to buy in the future of like, here's, here's a product. You want 50 clear liner leads or 50 clear aligner opportunities or ortho opportunities. What do, what do you think about that? I think that this already exists, right? So let's say, forget about dental. Let's go outside of dental and just do marketing in general, right? If you look at these enterprise level marketing agencies, they can go in and dial in onto what type of interaction of the product or whatever you're trying to sell. Yep. And the, their approach is going to be very different depending on what you're selling or what you're offering, et cetera. And so I think that these very unique types of marketing are already they already exist they're already the norm like if you look at these enterprises like that's why they pay these marketing agencies and or marketing departments 
tons of money just to make sure that they're getting awareness and they're attacking their target audience in a specific way for them, right? But if I were to say, okay, now let's take this into dental, where I would say is this has already been happening even within dental. If you look at ClearChoice, ClearChoice had the money and the expertise to go in and market in a very unique and special way in which they were able to get a lot of the dominant market share in this area. And so I think that the technology is not going to be unique or different. I think what it is, is, is it going to become more accessible? Yes. Right. The education of why we need it is something that the market is always going to lag behind. And so I don't think it's going to be something that the individual office goes and purchases. Because to me, I think that they're still always going to be uneducated in the marketing, even though they think they're educated. Yeah. And so they're, you're going to say, hey, there's this very expensive product that we can offer you because we're going to get you a lot of these results. But they're going to say, oh, no, that's too expensive. I still want just give me the cheaper stuff. Right. I don't know why you're doing it. I think they're all the same marketing agencies. So just give me what's cheapest. Yeah. Right. You see that now. I'm even I'm 100%. sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the, we've we've. So oh. what's going to end up happening is you're going to differentiation between these DSOs. These DSOs are going to be the ones that understand the need for it. And they're going to be the target audience that has to purchase it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, that's that's and I agree that we're already knee deep in this. I just don't think people are thinking this way yet. They are a little bit like, oh, we're non-full arch. So there's like full arch marketing agencies that that's all they do. But then there's everybody else. Um, but what we're, so we actually have an event uh, launching next year called AlignerCon, uh, AlignerCon.com. And it's how to create, convert, and close more aligners. And what really went off in my head as we started to work on this is like pretty much almost every single practice can have this. There's some surgical centers and things like that that would make sense. But almost everybody else can add aligners to their practices and really see substantial boost in revenue without adding a ton of processes and without um, going out and learning a ton of new things clinically and without uh, clogging up their hygiene schedule or hiring more people. That's the big one. Um, and so in my and, and same thing with uh, full arch is a little bit different because there are a lot of things clinically you got to learn and equipment and things like that. So much more infrastructure investment into that. But that's another way that people are going to start thinking about how do I grow my practice without hiring more people? And it's going to be by increasing the type of services that you do. And you kind of have this idea of like super GPs, but that's becoming more and more common of like, yeah, we kind of, we do a lot of these different kinds of things. So anyways, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, And uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens over the next couple of years. Yeah, I think I think just making it accessible, though, to the target audience, which you're saying is the individual practice, that's one that is one barrier to overcome financially, right? Like right now, you have to invest a ton of time and capital into it that to get it down to the price point where it makes sense, like that is a barrier for them. But at the same time, the the education of it, right, like adoption or kind of keep staying with it, right, is sure, I'm getting these results, but the results don't happen immediately right? Like that's the thing with marketing is like, you have to have multiple touch points along the way before this person finally commits, especially in a larger case like that. And so are they willing to actually be educated enough in the marketing world to understand that I have to give this some time before it'll actually show results instead of like immediately showing results? It's so funny you say that. Like we, we like, especially around full arch, we tell them month one, you're not going to get anything because you're just building your pipeline because it's all about pipeline with these larger cases. Month two is you're going to get some results. And by month three, that's when everything hits. And then the other thing that we've learned that we have to do for success is 
the decision maker who's signing the contract. So let's say you're running the, you're the CEO of the DSO. Um, you don't have to be on every call every single week, but I need you on one call at least once a month. So that way you can help adjust and move things around. Where we have lost traction with companies is when the leader who signs the contract says, all right, we're working with you guys. All right, go work with, you know, Bobby over here at the, in the marketing and, you know, Bobby runs the marketing and we work with them, but they don't have the power to, when Susan isn't answering the phone at the front desk or a Dr. Smith is over treating, um, at one of the offices. So they're not closing any of the cases. They don't have any power over that. And so, um, that's another thing is just like that leader being involved in the marketing so they can actually occasionally at least makes all the difference in the world. No, for sure. No, I think that's true. Okay. Let's talk about GP salaries. Dentist, dentist salaries, um, G, GP dentist salaries are down from 2022. Yeah. So this is by the ADA and this is for private practice dentists, which is a key piece to recognize. Okay. So for private practice dentist, the 2022 average salary for private practice dentist was 179,000. Okay. So let's go in and I'll just say some of the previous years before that. So 179,000, 2021 was 194. I'm going to skip 2020, 197, 186, 204, 207, all the way up. And 2010 was the highest at 228, right? And so this is the lowest that it's been except for COVID year. This is the lowest that it's been within the last 13 years or so, right? What are your thoughts on that? That's wild because I know that people, the average salary is going to impact the lowest man on the podium pole of dentists. So that's going to be your students, your new graduates, and they have the biggest bills with their student debt. Um, so this is going to impact the guys with the student debt the most, I, I would imagine, um, that, which is absolutely wild. So if you have, you know, a four, three, four, five thousand dollar a month student loan debt, plus you're making less money. Cause a lot of times people are like, Oh, dentists make really good money, but not, not if you have that big of a payment. And it's even, I've, I've, I just spoke to somebody recently. Uh, they said that it's more expensive to go to college, to be a dentist than it is to go to school, to be a doctor. Oh, for sure. Medical doctor. And you're not going to make as much money, but it's, it's a shorter, it's a shorter trip to get to where you want to go. So more people are signing up for that course. So that's to me, it's wild, but why, why do you think that these associates are making less? That's a good question. I think that there is, I think that you're starting to see that this, like if I were to guess, right, this is not based off of any fact or evidence. There's no results here from a survey, but if I were to guess, I think what you're starting to see is you're starting to see the divide between a well-run DSO and the individual private practice that is owned by the doctor that's working in it. And it's just less business savvy. Right. So you're starting to see this divide where they're starting to make less as w- And that's obviously because of increased salaries, et cetera. Um, but I, I bet if we were to go and look at a, a DSO median salary, that it would be trending up. Yeah. I would say the top. So remember during uh, COVID when, um, when, when we were looking at the data around the dental offices that were growing versus the ones that weren't. So at, right after COVID, the year after, all of our clients grew like crazy. So I thought the whole dental industry was growing like crazy. And then I found out, no, it's only the top 
10, 15% of dental offices grew, everybody else shrank. So I bet you the top end is growing and then the bottom end is shrinking a lot. Like, and when I say the bottom end, I mean- So, so here's, it, it's interesting you say that. So the average, right, is the accumulation of all of them averaged out by the number of participants. But the median is stack ranking them and saying, okay, what's the middle? The median is 155,000. So that means it's way heavier on the lower end than, and the top end is skewing that average up, but the median is actually a lot lower. So does that mean the top 10% are doing better and then it's like the bottom 90% are struggling? Yeah, they're making so much more that the average is skewed up, but the reality is like if you were to compare just numbers, which is the median, 155 is what the median is. So the average is actually a lot low. I mean, the the number of dentists on the lower end, the quantity is a lot more. So the ones that are on the higher end, there's a lot less of yeah. them, but they're skewing it a higher. Yep. Yeah. That's, and you're seeing this across the board in almost everything. Even in the MBA, I was recently reading an article about the MBA and the people who are making 30, 40, $50 million a year is there's like 440 people in the MBA, 40 of them are making, you know, 30 to $50 million a year. And then there's a couple of people making, you know, good salaries in the twenties and $10 million a year. And then everybody else is making substantially less, like 30 times less than the best players. And it's like, basically it's the same role. It's like that top 10 or 20% are carrying all the weight, getting all the money and the bottom 80% are shrinking. And you're seeing this, I think you're seeing this across many different verticals. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you do, but what's, Another statistic about this too is the number of hours, the average hours worked has gone up significantly in 2022. So they're working more and making less. So they're working more, they're making less. So someone's getting finessed out of all this. It's not, these numbers aren't numbering. Yeah. So what is, what is it now? Do you think part of this could be that because of inflation and labor and the cost of goods, do you think that that could be impacting? this? I definitely think this is impacting this. I also think that the la- the, inf- the inflation is probably a big piece of this. They're taking home less. And then I also think though, like if there's another indicator here of like the busyness, right? What percentage of, and this is as of 2022, it went down from 2021, but 2021 and 2022, 40% of dentists say that they're too busy to be able to treat all the people that are requesting appointments. So they're really busy. They're working a lot. They're making less. So yes, definitely there's got to be a cost of goods issue here. But then I also think that there's, it's a relationship with these payers. I don't think that these insurance carriers have increased any of their rates. And so they're actually taking home less for the work that they're doing. Yeah. And you don't, you don't realize that till afterwards, right? Because you're just like, oh yeah, this patient came in and got $5,000 worth of work, but we're only going to make $3,500 off of that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the number, the quantity of procedures was very similar. And just the fact that they're taking home less because they're paying more for, for those procedures from an expense perspective and taking home less because the pick carriers are paying them less. That's a problem. When you, t- when you look at these private practices, all these private practices mindset is just like, let's go and network with everybody because we need to increase our patient flow. And they go, yeah, that's right. A, and I don't, that's and that's not way. a healthy. Yeah. And they think, oh, that's the cheapest way. Basically what you're saying is that's the cheapest way to acquire a customer. But what you're also saying without knowing that you're saying it is, 
we're also agreeing to whatever those insurance companies' terms are as well. That's a problem. Yep. And we're taking a lot less, hundreds of dollars per patient for one crown. How would you, so if you were in the dental market and you ran a DSO or whatever, how would you take advantage of this? Like, how would you position yourself so that way you ended with, like you and your organization and your dentist ended with the upper hand here? Um, I think then to me, this is exactly where Unify is going is that your data of your office is only as important as the actions that come out of it, right? So if I were to go in and give you a bunch of data points, what's going to happen, and, but not educate you on these, what's going to happen is you're going to say, oh, I'm gonna, I know what this data point is and it doesn't look healthy, so I'm going to go and fix that. But it's not really actually going to have a huge impact on your business. But if I were to say, hey, holistically, here's where you're at. And based off of running this algorithm, this is the area where if you improve this the best, you're going to get the best outcome of either an increase in revenue or a decrease in expenses in order to improve your organization, right? And that's what we're doing in Unify is we're trying to say, hey, let us give you the tools to look at everything and give you direct advice in your situation, what's going on with your numbers of what you need to do from an action perspective to get the best outcome. So people don't even know that this is a problem until the ADA drops it, right? They're just... Is that what you're saying? Like people don't even I'm know. Sure, these I think that what I think that they're feeling it, but they still don't know the solution to it. The solution is the solutions that they've been thinking about forever. Let's go ahead and increase my new patient flow. You increase your new patient flow. You just said forty percent of dentists are too busy, right? New yeah. patient flow is not going to solve the fact that you're paying too much for these costs, or that you need to go in and renegotiate with your insurance company. Yeah. So they I, stick I totally. to these behaviors that they're comfortable with without recognizing that we need to educate you on their additional levers to pull within your organization. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause that that's always been the solution, right? Is how do I get more new patients? And if I get more new patients, then that will solve all my um all my problems. That will solve everything for right. me. And that as long as I hit fifty new patients a month or hundred new patients a month, we're good. But that's that formula doesn't work anymore. There's a, it's a lot more complicated. Yes. So even if you got new patients, it doesn't mean that they're actually providing you the same money. You got to look at like what is the, not just the ROI, but also like what are you losing out the back door because you're too busy focusing on those new patients, which is increasing your costs, which yada, yada, it's an endless cycle. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, great job. Great show today. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace. 